0: Recording in progress. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. Before I begin, I need to pray. Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for being a part of our lives. Thank you for being full-time in our lives, too. Um, God, because many of us have made you a full-time priority in our life because you died on the cross for us. So now it's time for us to live for you. So, God, we appreciate you. We thank you so much for just helping guide us and lead us in the path of righteousness, Lord. I just ask today that you allow me to deliver your word today. Allow me to plant and water the seeds. God, you said that um, seed, it, seeds are given to the sore, And so, Father God, I just thank you, God, for just giving us favor. Thank you for being a part of our life uh, full time. Um, God, I just ask that you just allow our hearts to be reshaped no matter what it takes god allow us to be reshaped in a way where it is attached to you that we are um attached to your plan attached to your will attached to the purpose that you've given us god let us say yes to you let us welcome and embrace the plan will and purpose that you have for our lives god and so i just thank you right now holy spirit for filling me up i ask that you just please allow me to speak the word today allow me to just not forget anything, and also allow allow me to inspire others and encourage people through my testimony and my experiences, Lord. So I just appreciate you, Father, and I thank you so much for just being a part of, once again, for being full time in our life, not part time. Um, so thank you, God. Um, just keep our our hearts softened and melted for you. Allow us to receive your word and accept your word. Let it stay hidden in our hearts, God. Let us remember your word when we're going through our experiences. When we're going through adversity, when we're going through long suffering, no matter what we're going through, God, let us remember your word. Let us remember your promises. Let us remember the love that you give us. Let us remember all the times that you did deliver us and you did save us and you did help us and you did answer us, God. Let us focus on those things, God. And so most importantly, we ask that you just please allow your will to be done in our life. Not our will, but yours. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is still in your atonement blood. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Laws, Life and Health. Let's talk about it. So um, today I'm talking about women's health again. Now, the last couple of podcasts, I know I have been talking about school, but you know, like I said yesterday, I feel like God has actually refueled me. Um, I received the bad news on Thursday about school and stuff like that, but now I have sort of revamped. Um, I completed a bunch of applications on, um, what was it? on Saturday and um, for schools. And so I'm actually getting responses back and I'm um, excited during this process. So um, then um, I was able to get in contact with a couple of people from my school and my cohort. And so they're gonna be writing letters on my behalf. But I think with me getting this new profound knowledge of um, these other opportunities i think i'm as some sort of maybe i could be missing out and um i'm i'm really strongly thinking about you know uh i i think i really i have two top schools right now that i want to go to and i think it actually correlates with my learning style and so um i'll let you all know and keep you all updated on that. so just remember that no matter what situation you're in You have to be determined. You have to stay focused on a solution. You can't allow problematic things to be the driving force in your life. I literally have been in school since 2007 and I never went through these many um, trials and tribulations at any school, um, in any class and in either one of my programs that I've attended. And so this has been a sort of a, a real tedious process. Um, but I know that I have favor the favor of God on me. So that means that I win, right? Because as long as God wins, I win. It doesn't matter about the way it looks on the outside. I just know I have the victory. So just remember that you don't walk as a victim. You walk in victory. But you have to believe that you won. You have to believe that you are great. It doesn't matter what the situation may seem. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Remember, you are only going through it. You are not staying in your circumstance. So as long as you can remember that and focus on the steps that it takes for you to move forward, that is all that really matters, right? Because if you're if you're gonna focus on problems, you're gonna deter yourself from getting into the purpose that God has for you. So don't allow the, the cloudiness from this world to interfere with your thinking process. Because remember, God doesn't want us to be conformed to this world. He wants us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds and so in order for us to be victorious you have to think victorious you have to act like your victor victory you're in victory so the way that i do that is since my confidence is attached to god that means that it doesn't matter about what allegations someone says speak or say about me i know who i am and i know what the truth is and so as long as you know what the truth is the truth will set you free you don't have to be concerned about anything else all right don't uh, worry about what people think i've never been the type of person to live my life based off of someone else's findings of me um or someone alleg- allegations against me <laughs> i i've never been that type of person so what you have to understand is god has gifted you with a purpose because each and every one of us we all have our own set of fingerprints and your fingerprints it marks your position in this world and so god identifies you with your set of fingerprints even the numbers on your head are counted you have fingerprints you have have print uh prints on your lips those are unique so understand that everything about you is unique because god intended it for for us to be that way okay so in romans 1 and 20 it says that um god's invisible qualities have been seen for all um so people are without excuse so there should be no reason why anyone shouldn't believe in god when you've been gifted with your own set of fingerprints you also also have your own print lip your you you know your lip print and you have your the numbers on your head are numbered so you need to take accountability that shows us That we have to be accountable for the things that we do, right? Um, So how are you contributing to the lives of the people that are around you? You have to remember that sometimes some people, they may never hear encouragement. They may never hear, you know, um, inspiration. So you want to be that inspiration. You want to be that encouragement. Now, it depend, depending on the type of setting you're in, if you're in an academic setting, you should be in a very mature setting where you can discuss certain topics because you're, you are in a learning environment. But when you're around people in this world, the world, just remember that hurt people hurt people. And so when people are upset, they are not really upset about the situation. They are hurt about things. And so I've learned that through experience that it's many times I have, I will have conversations and and the person may not even be upset. It may appear as if they are, but really in actuality, they're really hurt about what has taken place or the experience that they're going through. So remember that, you know, you have to be um, adaptable in a way where you can be able to encourage those around you with everything that they remember about you is going to be remem- memorable okay so let me move forward and uh, let me share my screen and get into the word today okay oh um, let's see so let me basically go over base uh some of the topics I want to discuss today so hopefully I can get into the um, toxics link article um, about the menstruation waste in addition to that i wanted to talk about specifically fighting cancer that's what god had put on my heart is to talk about fighting cancer and so i didn't get a chance to put the other herbal medicine versus traditional medicine onto the women's health blog but i will do that um probably by the end of tonight or no later than the end of this week and so if you want to access this blog you just simply go into the search queue um the search bar is right here and um when you click there you just type in herbal medicine or you could just type in herbal and it'll pull up that article and so it's a 5 minute read it's a little bit longer than that because i have attached links into the article so those are additional time um that it takes to go to basically go ahead and read all of that and i it, it was very hard and difficult for me to find my own article and so I'm going to try to figure out a way where I can make all of the articles accessible from the main page. So I just have to do some revamping on that. And then once I get that done, then you all shouldn't have any problems with accessing some of the articles. So I really wasn't sure why the herbal uh, medicine versus traditional medicine article isn't available on the main page. But I'm going to figure it out and get it resolved. And once I do, I'll keep you all updated on that. So Um, Moving forward, the article that I found yesterday, um, basically, it talks about fighting cancer with apricot seeds. And so I would like to give like a testimony about this story specifically. Um, So when I was first, when I first noticed that I had uh, uterine fibroids, um, it was someone that I knew that actually had cancer before. And so this person that had cancer, he had prostate cancer and he had began he began to take apricot seeds he was had already been telling me about these apricot seeds and how apricot seeds cured his cancer and so i was like okay so like what did you do and so he he purchases the like the organic apricot seeds and this is somebody that i've known since i was a kid and um he's pretty much like a really laid-back conservative type of man He's very respected in the community. And so I I actually really do believe pretty much share the link as well and then uh, i'm sorry i can share the article not the blog um but i will share my blog so i'll share the blog including this article specifically and you all can go back and look at the actual video so i'm just gonna go through some of the snippets of this video just to give you a a idea of what um, apricot uh, seeds is doing for the treatments for cancer
1: a little bit about my book. If you haven't
0: heard, I have a book, I Used to Have Cancer, How I Found My Own Way Back to Health. And uh I think I think you'll enjoy. Oh, oops. Okay. it's kind of blurry the way I just paused oh, it. Hold good. on one second. Okay. So um James Templeton, uh, he used to have cancer. And so he have a book that says, I used to have cancer, how I found my own way back to health. James Templeton. Now, I haven't read this book, so I'm not sure what it is. It's probably um, includes like maybe some of his life stories or something like that, uh, different stories and things that he overcame in life. Um, it could be a good book, I-, I suppose.
1: Let me get it over here where you see it. And uh, I think you'll really enjoy this book. And I think if you know someone that is going through cancer or going through a hard time, uh, you know with their health i think they will enjoy this book i think they'll see that uh, what it takes to to get yourself back in balance get yourself healthy again uh at least uh maybe inspire you a little bit and and so i recommend it highly even though it is mine and all the proceeds uh go to the foundation more fear uh it's it's ever so
2: important and uh, welcome, Tony. Well, thank you so much, James, uh, for having me. Great introduction. You know, a lot of the things that you mentioned with respect to balance, getting healthy again, and being inspired. This is, uh, we're talking the same language here because this is what's needed. And as you said, especially in a time now where there's more chaos, more uncertainty, more fear, uh, it's, it's ever so important.
0: And so Dr. Antonio Jimenez, he works for the Hope for Cancer Treatment Centers now i do know that if you're taking if a person is taking apricot seeds they should not they were not um taking the radiation treatment that's what i that's what i heard okay and so that's what my friend he also said that he didn't get any radiation treatment with the um taking of the apricot seeds he just gradually kept increasing the apricot kernels and then they um eventually dried up the cancer And so please do remember that I am not giving you any medical advice at all. This is a podcast. So this is a um, yes, I have included some, you know, professional um, experts here, which is Dr. Antonio Jimenez. But I don't represent Hope for Cancer Treatment Centers. I don't represent any of these individuals. I am simply providing you with information and you can use that information the way you, you see fit but if you need any medical advice, please make sure that you, you seek your local physician and um, you know proceed that way, all right? Don't rely on any of the information that I'm providing you here today because I will not be responsible for any of the information that you receive. Um, and I'm just letting you know that and um, because it is up to you what you do with your body, okay?
2: I recommend, I, I read your book, it hasn't been recent, but uh, a while ago I read your book and uh, anyone can be inspired from it. So uh, kudos to that. And with respect to the uh, Templeton list, that's so important. Uh, the nutrition is one of our seven key principles that I talk about in my first book, called for Cancer. And uh, so the patients are here at the clinic, they leave and then they're taught what and how to eat, how to prepare food. What should the pantry be about? However, it is the biggest stress for them, you know, because they go back to their environment, and if they want to go out to eat, where should they go? Is it?
0: And so I can I can actually say that uh, during my weight loss right now, because I have picked up a few pounds, like most people, they they like, oh no, you you got a nice size weight, but for me, I just want to be more toned, like how I was at first. Um, I think it's just a combination of me sitting at home, staying remote, um, that I've been able to pick up these two pounds. So I did go, um, to my doctor to see if I can get like a health plan or something, uh, like a diet. So now my diet is, um, basically I went to a dietitian, So I see a nutritionist and he has told me a lot of different things that I do, but really pretty much, um, Losing weight is all in the mind It's if you overcome the barriers that is preventing you from doing any type of uh, healthy lifestyle living or ch- changing uh, eating habits, it all starts in your mind. And so it could, it could be very stressful. So overcoming those mental barriers that is prohibiting you from moving forward in your healthy lifestyle those are pretty much the hardest things to overcome and so that's what i've noticed and um this is what it apparently is what he's talking about now so
2: trustworthy or not you know so that list of the healthiest restaurants is very important for everyone to have
1: and not only if you have cancer for all of us right yes so, it is yes yeah. because we all have something everybody has something that we need to work on and you know staying healthy is is uh the biggest feather in your cap believe me and you gotta you gotta stay healthy and you know with all this virus that's been going around you don't hear a lot of talk about people getting healthier you don't hear a lot of talk about people uh you know taking certain supplements you know and in eating healthier to get their self you know, on a healthier level, so that maybe they won't get this virus. Maybe if they do get the virus, it's not going to be as harmful to them. You don't hear a lot about that. It's all about you know the fear aspect, you know, and don't go here, don't go anywhere, don't do anything, and and uh, you know some of it's good good information, but but I agree that you know it's it's so important to eat healthy and. Uh, we can't always, but if you can, you know, it's very, very important. Now, I want to ask you, I know that you, you're you the founder of the Hope for Cancer Treatment Centers, and you have treatment centers in Mexico. You have two of them. You have one in Tijuana, one down in Cancun, and that's where you're at. You can see in the background there that you're right there on the uh, ocean there, and, and it's beautiful, and and you've also have one in Thailand. So I want you to tell us a little bit, uh, you know, how you ended up becoming interested in this in the first place. Uh, having a, a cancer centers that help people with not only integrative medicine, but also natural, the natural side of things, being more holistic, more natural, uh, non-toxic treatments tell us how this all came to be I know I read your book and I know that you knew when you were just a little boy that you were gonna be a doctor someday and tell us how how, how this all happened if you would well, first of all James uh, you know I, I
2: um, I'm a believer uh, meaning that uh, the spiritual life uh, Christ is very uh, near to me and. Amen. I grew up Catholic, and so you know, after that, I really uh, became closer to to the Lord in my in my internship, actually, because the more I saw things happening in the medical field, the more I realized that there has to be more than just the uh, the treatments, right? Because how are the patients responding so well? And uh, and then that's when we talked about the emotional, and spiritual. But as a young boy. Uh, And and the reason I started out by saying that is because I think we all have a a purpose in our life, a a divine uh, sort of path, right? And so this was divinely guided, and uh, the full story is in my book. However, when I was a little boy, at one point I had a chest cold. My mom used to take me to the doctor every month because she thought I was too skinny. I was born in Columbia, grew up in New Jersey at the age of five. Um, when I was five, my parents moved to New Jersey. And so she thought I was too skinny. And every every month, a doctor would give me a B-complex injection, and I would limp out. And, of course, that didn't help me gain weight, right? I was a healthy boy. But one time, I did have a bad chest cold. And the doctor wasn't there. So this other doctor saw me, and he gave me a prescription. And I, I was 10 or so, and they had... One, two, three, four, five. And I looked at it and I said, boy, I don't think I'm that sick to take, you know, five different medications. Yeah. I don't know what they are. So I asked the doctor, hey, doctor, can you please tell me what these are for? And he said, they're for what you have, so take them. And walked out of the exam room and down the hall. So I followed him, James. I followed him. I got to him. I touched his lab coat. And I said, Doctor, can you please tell me what these are for? He said, I already told you, so take them. And walked away. At that point, I said, well, that's useless, right? So I I looked back down the hall, and my mother was there, and I saw a trash can next to her. And I thought, well, I should
3: rip this up, throw it in the garbage, and tell my mom to take me home and help me.
2: Give me some chicken soup or something, right? And so at that point, I realized that's what I want to be a doctor. I don't want to be like that guy. It's that doctor, uh, patient compliance, if you will, or rapport. Mm-hmm. And I, and that guided me because other things happened in my life. There's been divine prophecies that were bestowed upon me in the church in your old hometown
1: in Texas. You're in a, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there was a, a prophecy bestowed upon
2: me in the church there uh, where the, the pastor said, and I was just visiting the church, and she said that, I would do great things in medicine, but it wasn't in this country. And I know that Texans think that's a country, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was a country. And she said he would have a healing center where many will go to find health and wellness, but it's not in this country. And then she said, and he would treat you know, famous people, ministers, uh, presidents, governors, royalty. Uh, and he'll travel the world, and he'll have this place where many will come from around the world to, to find health and healing. And there was a lot of us at this church, probably like a thousand people. And then, you know, I, I never thought it was me. And she pointed in my direction, and she said, that young man there. And I still didn't believe it And she said, yes, you with the blue shirt. <laughs> And then she asked everyone to extend their hand towards me and and pray for me. And that's what happened. And since then, the Lord has guided our path. I know that you're doing what you're doing because of your experience, right? With your uh, stage, stage four melanoma. And so we all have that turning point where our path is directed, and I believe divinely. So I am where I'm supposed to be. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I enjoy it,
3: it's my passion today as you said James, I'm here at the Cancun Clinic I saw two patients that are leaving tomorrow they come after three weeks and we
2: cry together. They're a side doctor, the patient and the family member and myself. We were just crying out of joy
3: and they were they were just telling how blessed they were to be here it wasn't only the physical aspect of treatment but working
2: on the emotional, baggage you know we're humans we all have a backpack of stuff oh yeah and how their spiritual life was lifted because they saw the love the generosity the faith and and the hope you mentioned hope right the hope yeah yeah um, give them here so and besides that there are tests on this home with that hope and that faith that yes they can heal.
1: Not that they're doing for the diagnosis, right? That they were given by yeah. well it's, it's you're, you're doing wonderful work. I've interviewed a couple of people uh, that have been to your uh facility and they've done great and you know they just think the world of you, and usually you don't hear that too much, you know, from people that think the world of their doctor, usually it's their the doctors are are it's
0: kind of like going to dance somebody wants to okay so there you have it with them so um you can go back and look at the article um so what it does is they talk about how apricot, apricot seeds kill cancer and they also have a link to they hope for cancer treatment centers that attempt to eliminate cancer's defense by destroying it from the inside out so that's the way the apricot seeds destroy cancers So, um, why is this so rooted in controversy? Because there are a lot of naysayers and people who don't agree with, um, this type of treatment because it's natural. Um, and so that's why I did go ahead and provide the article on the, um, on the blog, Medicine versus Traditional Medicine. You'll be able to click on that link at the bottom. It'll take you right to the page. Um, and so they try to say that this, um, uh apricot seeds is bad for the body because it has the um kyanide, um but it doesn't make people sick so that's like a myth um kyanite is rich food that we we take every single day it's found in our pineapples and our apples um and our peaches some uh rich foods are also supplying the vitamin b17 so that's what they're talking about and there are also some other articles here listed at the bottom where you can, where clearly um, these are actual real articles where it talks about um, apricots have cured like pancreatic cancer cells, including the human colon cancer cells. Um, maybe I can post these articles. Let me post these articles too. So I'll post these
4: articles.
3: i just make sure that it
0: Human cancer, human colon cancer cells in vitro. So when they talk about in vitro, that just reminds me of CRISPR. I don't know, just because they do in vitro um, fertilization. Okay. See, that's the problem is that CRISPR, CRISPR does everything to. um us click here to read and I'll pull up these other two articles and then I think everybody should be fine next so I've been able to provide the link for you so you should be able to go directly to it so this is mcdalen induces apoptosis in human cervical cancer cells line he loves cells okay let me go say
4: click oops let's put this over here
0: click here to read okay um, sometimes i just be I don't want to overload information but i know that cancer is not something that you can overload people with that information that if especially if it's meant to help okay in this last article here let me pull this up and um maybe i could briefly go over these too. so this is not the article let me move this one I make that blah Okay, that's still the same article. Looks like to me, still the same article. Okay, but that one is, looks like it's written by somebody else. So it looks like pretty much all of these are written by different people. So
4: I'll
0: click here to read. And then I'll provide the link. okay here we go all right so let me just click on these let me click on a couple of these articles here. Okay. actually i don't know if i could do that today because these articles are kind of they are well they can are they kind of long um So this one article here, um it talks about bitter apricot ethanolic extract induces apoptosis through increasing expression of BACS BCL2 ratio and cat cas, um, et, caps capase three in uh, pancreatic cell cancer cells okay and so what this article talks about is pancreatic cancer is the fourth common cause of cancer death um so basically surgery and chemotherapy are the common treatments the response rate is usually 20 percent advanced so what they're saying is that bitter apricot seeds poses a number of pharmacological properties including anti-tumor activity and uh, mcdalen from bitter apricot seeds can induce apoptosis in this study they investigated the genotoxic effect of bitter apricot ethanolic extract in the amygdala on human pancreatic cancer um, and so they assess um, different things by using um, high-performance liquid chem- uh, chromatography chromatography from the confirmation of the struggle of the structure um I, where did I get struggle <laughs> Sorry, I apologize about that. Um and so with these the results indicated that um they could mediate apoptosis induction in cancer cells cells through a mitochondria-dependent pathway. So these findings suggest that um, bay functions as a potent pro apoptotic Factor of four human pancreatic cancer cells without a significant effect on KDR cells. Through the patient potent anti-cancer components of bay should be further identified. Moreover, in vivo investigations are required to confirm better apricot ethanolic extracts clinical value as anti-tumor drug. Okay, so when they talk about the mitochondria, um. I just really do not know. I, I'm going to look into these articles a little further to see if they are coming from CRISPR or not, because I really don't know. I honestly do not know this information, so I can't even confirm whether or not it is using um, CRISPR technology to do so. I know that um, CRISPR uses in vitro fertilization. and um, But I mean, I can't confirm if this is using it or not, so I, I need to look further. But I know that apricot seeds itself, it does help cure cancer. Um, So, that is something that is good. Now, let's see here. There are also, um, I think it was this website here. Okay, that wasn't it. Okay. Just read some of the reviews okay so this is these are some of the reviews about apricot seeds so one one person said in April, April 30th of 2022 that they sprinkle about 12 apricot seeds on their cereal for breakfast and another 12 on their salad at lunch they just add a little crunch to to their food and don't even taste the bitterness so apricot kernels are pretty bitter they are um, I'll try them Um. And so they are it says they taste like yeah but um they're pretty healthy components to the body so they provide health benefits to the body so someone says that I keep eating them to prevent cancer um I've been eating 24 seeds a day for over six years and my prostate cancer has shrunk to nothing I keep eating them to prevent the cancer um so which apricot seeds do you eat what, what brand um this person says have you experienced any side effects from the seeds uh so read a world without cancer by ge griffin and you will have all the answers you need on this topic god bless and you may find a cure um so just go ahead you can look at this you can also review these reviews on um apricot kernels There we go. All right. Now let me just kind of shift forward a little bit and go to the study. Okay, so let's I want to kind of shift focus, but I'm still talking about, about cancer, but I'm I'm shifting. To talk about um, breast clipping all right so have you have you women have any of you women ever had your breast clipped after a biopsy if so did you fully understand the advantage and disadvantages hold on a second let me update that so do you fully understand the advantages or disadvantages so I can tell you from my experience so I went and I had a biopsy done on my breast. um the reason why I had that done was because it was like a small little lump on my breast. and um the first time I had noticed it they said it was like some milk milk ducks or something like that they just generated in the breast the second time um they went and they performed a biopsy and so they said it was benign It's nothing right and so I didn't know that when you get your breast clip basically they leave a little tiny um they leave a tiny piece of metal in there so that they can go back and pull like they'll locate where they went in before and so with me with me finding that out afterwards because while i'm in there seeing this position i was pretty much unaware that they were going to be leaving a piece of metal in my breast basically like a marker to go back in and to find out if you know like if you if in the future you needed to get it um check they'll be able to locate exactly where is it and so um so basically what happened was they sat there and uh, left the marker like a little metal piece and where they had went inside the my breast to do the biopsy um and so when they did that I was disappointed because I did not like that I don't like those type of things I don't I didn't know that that was what was happening I was so focused on my breast that I wasn't focusing on them leaving a piece of metal up in there and it's so tiny it's, it's like look like a piece of dust like this is small as a piece of sand um but that's what it that's what happens when they when they clip your breast so they'll go in They'll take a sample out of your breast, they cut it off on the inside, they pull it out, and then they clip it, and when they clip it, they just like leave this mark there. So they can remember where it's at. And I didn't know that what they was doing. I just was like so concerned about this. And so when they took it in, they took it into um pathology or wherever they go to take it in, where they go and examine it. And so they examined it and said that you know it was inconclusive for clint cancer and so they wanted to probe further so um I just wanted to know if any of you anybody have had their breast clipped and if so if you could go back in and, and make a comment about that I like to know so um you know like how did it make you feel when you found out that now they have a piece of little sand metal in your breast so um moving forward lumps on the breasts of older women suggest lumps were there for years including younger years okay and so that's what this article talks about um i'm gonna say it again lumps on breasts of older women suggest lumps were there for years including their younger years um so i believe that this is with the i think it's this article here um That was the biopsy one. So, according to the um, National Library of Medicine, let me pull up this article. So, here you go. This is the B9 disorders of the breast in older women. See, now my computer is constantly. I don't like when it does this. I need to get some reports. Okay. All right. So, here's the article. This this is an article um from the National Library of Science. Okay, this was published. Let's see, in 1986, looks like um out of the surgical gynecologist um obstetrician um it was published by J. E. DeVette. So the app, this is what the abstract says: 581 percent. Of women over the age of 55 years old with a benign disorder of the breasts have been studied out of a total of 4,379 Consecutive consultations for a, a Perceived Mammary problem And so that's mammary problem is like what I was just saying about my breast. How um I went in and then they clipped my breast. They did a biopsy on my breast, And um they found it was benign it was nothing and like the first time they said it was a milk duck so that they said it could have been there for when i breastfed my kids they don't know um but the next thing it talks about is the relative age of specific incidences of benign disorders of the breast dropped dramatically after menopause so 80 percent of older patients same with these phenomena a uh, phenomenal um, type of um, breasts were between the ages of 55 and 69 years of age. So older women that have benign disorders of the breast were more likely to have had a previous benign finding at biopsy or aspiration than younger patients. So what happens to women with lumps on the breast that go untreated? Now this is the this is the nitty gritty now. Okay. So you all need to listen up it's the nitty-gritty here what happens to women with lumps on the breast that go untreated so let's let's read about it now that's kind of this is kind of a lot of information here but it's okay um
4: and i wanted to read a, a script let
0: me go ahead and read the scripture. Hold on. Uh, so, yesterday... I think I'm going to read this, this scripture instead. Yeah, I had a couple of scriptures I wanted to look at. Oh!
4: slight difference in how
0: children are being treated when they are younger or the youngest sibling and so maybe that's how she was feeling about him if we go back into um into chapter 26 we see that um hold on we talk let's see i want to go back and read some uh that's kind of a different it's it's just a lot more to read but um so rebecca favored her younger son jacob over esau her older son so um now she handed her son jacob the tasty food and the bread she had made this is in verse 17 verse 18 says he went to his father and said my father yes my son he answered who is it Verse 19, Jacob says to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, how do you find it so quickly, my son? The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Now see, this is deceptive practices at its highest peak, you see. It really doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but this is what, jacob is knowing he's deceiving his dad to receive his blessing and so in verse 21 then isaac says to jacob come near so i can touch you my son to know whether you are really are my son uh Esau or not so uh, isaac wanted to just confirm if that was Esau or not you know um and, and you can see clear how people within the same household are deceptive to each other. They're deceiving each other. Why? Because Rebecca wants Jacob to have the blessing and not Esau. And so this isn't this isn't a case that you know this is right. You know, this isn't right. Um it's unethical, it's wrong. She's trying to give the blessing to her younger son and that's not the way that it's supposed to be set up. But let's move So, um, so in verse 22, Jacob went close to his father, Isaac, who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau. So he proceeded to bless him. Are you really my son Esau? He replied. I am. He replied. Then he said, my son, bring me some of your game to Esau that I may give you my blessing. So Jacob bought it to him and he ate it and he bought some wine and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. When Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him. So remember, Rebecca, uh, Esau's, um, and Jacob's mom gave Jacob Esau's clothes so that he could smell like uh, Esau. So... So he went to him and kissed him. When, when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Oh, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's richness and abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed. And those who bless you be blessed. So after Isaac finished blessing him and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. Then he said to him, my father, please sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. His father Isaac asked him, who are you? I am your son, he answered. Your firstborn, Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, who was it then that honey game and, and brought it to me? I ate it just be, before you came and I blessed him. And indeed he will be blessed. So understand that when God gives you a promise and God makes a covenant, God doesn't go back on that covenant. God doesn't go back on that prom- on, on that promise. And so even though this was a problem, for Isaac, that, you know, that his brother, uh, that Jacob's, that Esau's brother deceived him, he still couldn't do anything about it because he had already blessed him. So God's word, his word goes out and it accomplishes that which it is sent out to be. So regardless of what you may feel, regardless if you don't agree with the word, regardless if it rubs you the wrong way regardless if you don't believe that the word is true the word of god goes out and will not return to him void so let's look at that scripture because that's that scripture correlates with this okay god's word does not return to him void so if you go to isaiah 55 11 it says Says it right here, Isaiah 55, 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So God's promise will never return to you void god's word will never return unto him void i said two different things god's promise will never be voided in your life god's word will never be voided unto him so if god said if god said something that means that it's gonna happen so and we see here that in verse thirty three, Isaac trembled violently, and he said, "Who was it? Then that hunted game and brought it and and brought it to me. I ate it just before you came, and I blessed him. And indeed, he will be blessed. The blessing can be void when God has blessed you. You are blessed." When God has healed you, you are healed. When God has said what he said, that means it don't matter what it may look like on the outside. See, like, I know I'm going through all this stuff in school. But God told me. I have a promise that God has fulfilled. is going to be filled. Nothing can stop the blessing that God has for my life. So this says like five more thousand things that try to interfere with that. Nothing. The five thousand more things cannot interfere with what God has already ordained for my life. So you have to understand that no matter what you're going through, when god ordains it it was ordained so yes this was a deceptive practice but it happened because that's a nothing is bad coincidence nothing is bad coincidence so yes just because isaac favored esau esau wanted to kill his brother after this so we read now right here in um in verse thirty nine. No, is it which one? Uh, verse forty one. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He says to himself, "The days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob." Look at that. Is that not Cain and Abel? It's Cain kill Abel. So, you have to understand that. See, Isaac, he was perceiving something from his own ass. So, even though this was a deceptive practice that the head of Ty woman, Rebecca, did. Because she was a head of Ty, and Isaac was upset that the head of woman did this to him. So, even though, you know, he was looking at it like he want Esau to be blessed. But Esau had murder in his heart. And so that would have never came out had this situation never occurred. Esau had murder in his heart. Even though he wanted, he was about to get blessed. He was, see, but was never happened. Could have never happened. Should have never happened. What if never happened? So don't talk to me about what if. I really don't like using what if analysis either because like what if is never going to take place i mean you can project project things you can create like predictive models off of what if because of this evidence that says this we can predict that this outcome but predictions didn't happen it could probably come close to but it doesn't it doesn't come like exact right so you want to understand That Esau had a heart of murder, a heart of killing in his heart. And this would have never come out hadn't it been for Rebecca deceiving Isaac. And so God, God already knew that. So you have to understand that everything happens for the good or the purpose of them who love God and those that are called according to his will. So if you believe in God, then you keep your faith because God's promises will not return to him void. And they're definitely not going to return to you void. God's promises is his promise. He said it, he going to do it. He said by, by his stripes, we are what? We are healed. So it don't matter about what the doctor said it doesn't matter about that so moving forward in this article here i wanted to go back to the article um which article i was on let me me exit out of there okay so the article that i was looking at was what happens if you let breast cancer go untreated and so that Bible verse that I was just reading in Genesis chapter 27, you can go back and read the whole chapter yourself. Um, but it, it definitely shows that it was meant for Esau to get that. Uh, it was meant for Jacob to get the blessing, not Esau. Cause Esau had a, a heart of killing. His heart was like Cain. And so everything happens for a reason nothing is done by coincidence even the things that we perceive as bad are not because every single thing um that and i'm not gonna say they are not because some things are bad some things can create uh experiences that embark trauma into your life but just because you have extreme trauma or severe trauma or moderate trauma um, it doesn't equate to you being a victim for the rest of your life so you don't allow your experiences to negatively shape your outcome so you have to make sure that you understand what I'm what what I'm saying here I'm not saying that bad things yes they do happen and you may look at them as being bad and that's horrific and it created trauma in your life but what did you learn from that experience? How did God bring you out of that? So those are the things that you have to look at. Everything happens for the good. So let's look at that scripture. Let me go to that scripture. So if you also go to your Bibles and you go to um, I'm just waiting on this to load, Romans 8.28 Here It says And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose So all things All things All things So you know Esau would have, Esau would have probably, I'm sorry. Yeah, Esau probably would have got blessed, but he would have been out here bad because he already had what was in him, had to come out of him. What's in your heart spoken out of your mouth is what the meant. So it's what's in you that comes out that is already there. It can't be hidden. If you are filled with lies, it's in you and it's going to come out. Okay. So, if you are filled with hate, it's in you and it's going to come out. If you are filled with love, it's in you, it's going to come out. Whatever is inside of you is going to come out of you. So, it comes from the inside, out of your heart. As a man speak it, there he is also in act. I I think that's how I go. As a man speak it. No, as a man think it. No, is a man speak it. I think it as a man speak it. So is he. So is he. Um, Proverbs twenty three and seven. For as he think it in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So let's look at on um, the NIV version. So, the NIV version says, for he is the kind of person who is always thinking about the cost. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. So, um, wherever your, your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Basically, that's, you know, so, like, if you are a good person on the inside, it's going to come out of you. If you are a good person, you're not going to be able to hold on. You don't hold on grudges. You just can't. Like for me, I can't, I'll just be mad. I'll be mad at a person. Let's see. Uh, maybe a week or something, uh, maybe a couple days. But like, if you have hatred in your heart for people, you, how do you go on like that? Like, I can't go on like that. Even my, my ex-husband, when he had kids with my friend, I was just like, I still love her. I was disappointed in her. I, I know I just could not be around her anymore. So I just left her alone. But what I am saying is, you know, it was both of they, it was a combination of them both. It's not just her. It's not just him. It was both of them, you know? So that's the way that I looked at that situation, but it wasn't a, a breaking factor for me because that, that's not something that's extreme, you know, um, they we have to focus on things that can be resolved. Because you have to understand when you love people, you want to actually see them do good. You don't want to see bad things happen. You don't want to see them suffer. You don't want to see them do things that are creating unhealthy lifestyles for them, right? You want to see people do good. And if you are that type of person, you're going to always want to see something successful, even if you don't get along with them. It's okay. Well, I know that you, I know you're a hater, but what's up? You know, I'm, I have always been that type of person where you still talk to me, even if you didn't like me or you, you have something to say about this. Well, well let's chop it up. What, what's up? You know, we don't need a whole crowd. We can just talk about what you want to talk about. Let's resolve how you want to resolve this. It. So it's all about conflict resolution with me. I've been that way for a very long time. And in order to be that way, it's because it's internal. It isn't about like, it's not external factors, it's internal. And what I mean by that is like, when I see people that need something and I have it to give, there is no way that I can't do it. If I see you need a ride to work and I have two cars and I need, I see you need to get to work. And I know you, I'm like, do you want to use my car to get to work? I mean, some people have driven my car more than my own car so like that's just how i've been i've been this way for a very very long time and so god when god is the god in me that's what pastor um pastor ellis been talking about the last few weeks at church at apc at uh apostolic pentecostal church of christ in chicago he's been saying it's the god in me so like guess your old life don't have nothing to do with your new life because when you're a new creation, the old has passed away and the new has begun. And um, so this is 2 Timothy 3.16. And so when you when you understand that, let's go to 2 Timothy 3.16. Or is that all scripture? Okay, that I quoted the wrong scripture. So all scripture is God and useful for, for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training righteousness. So it's like when you have God in your heart and in your life, the word of God is going to be hidden inside of you. So it's the God that's in you. God is on the inside of you. The principles that God has instilled in you has been preparing you to be positioned to fulfill God's purpose, plan and will. So everything that you've experienced that have led up to this point is for you to be prepared to walk in god's divine purpose divine will and divine plan so you already had these good qualities internally on the inside of you but we see in genesis 27 esau doesn't have those genuine good qualities in him he doesn't it's a pattern of like bad you know like upset he he his brother all this he, he he got a grudge against his brother god knew his heart so everything happens for a reason you have to analyze the internal you you know um it's so important i told my kids uh yesterday we in this group chat and i, I told them yesterday you have to understand that happiness is internal it isn't external so There should not be anything in this world that can interfere with your internal happiness. No material possession, no type of vanity, no nothing secular should be attached to your internal happiness. So money shouldn't be attached to you. It shouldn't be attached to your your happiness because money is never going to run out. So that means that you're never going to be happy because there's always a need to have more money. So, you don't, you don't attach your happiness to money. You don't attach your happiness to the things in this, in this life, you attach your internal happiness should be coming from the things that are valuable, your values. God gives you values. God gives you morals. God, gives you purpose. God has made you important. So those things are the things that should make you happy. Okay. So what values do I have? I have a benevolent heart. I love sowing into the kingdom. I love giving. I love seeing people do good. I love when they buying themselves a new car or a new house. I love when they get married i love when they graduate and i love when they get their certificate i love when we can agree to disagree baby i think you mature i don't care what we do over right after the debate i'm gonna be like okay so now what we about to eat because i don't care about anything that is going to sit here and hold me back you can't hold me back so you have to understand that god wants us God wants all of us to be mature. Perfect means to be mature. It means Tam, which is a Hebrew word for mature. Be mature in nature and in action. So if you are going to be mature in understanding the purpose and plan and will that God has for you, you have to understand that maturity don't come with, oh, well, she said something I don't like. So I don't want to hear it. Now you missed the whole point. It went over your head. It flew over it. Because you was offended by something. And you aren't mature enough to handle an adult conversation is what the world call it. But God wants you to be spiritually inclined where you can have a a good relationship with him. Because God is going to talk to you about things that you might be uncomfortable with. Remember when Jesus was here on earth, he called the Pharisees, you brood of vipers. You evil. You think evil in your heart. He called the Pharisees that. So God is going to say things to you that you may not want to hear and that you may not like, but that doesn't mean that you can't be in a a mature person. So today I literally received a recommendation. Well, like a, a character letter from one of my classmates, cohort members. And so, me and her had some words before because uh, it, there are a lot of different things that be going on in the cohort that sometimes I just don't involve myself with. I don't tell nobody anything. I just, but I do talk to people. But I'm not that close like that because I don't, I don't get involved in certain uh the logistics and the bureaucracy of campus life. That's what I'm going to say. So that's what I don't like getting involved in. But when I'm when I'm what I'm saying is that we are mature enough. Attracted to men that were like, I don't know, like I like men that were thugs, but were really sweet and nice to me. So they will like my with my ex husband before when we before. We started to get into altercations and stuff like that. He was really, really sweet and nice. So, like, he would do things around the house, make sure everything clean. He was just, like, a, uh obsessive compulsive. Like, everything clean so sweet. You know? So, like, I like that. But I I, I never liked a man that didn't know how to be strong. So, if I seen your friends treating you in some type of, like, low-grade way, and then I'm now I'm looking at you funny like you some type of punk or something. So I don't want to talk to no guy as a punk. Now nah, well, nah, he just treated you. He treated you. Don't talk to me. I don't I'm like. I don't like that. Okay. You got. You have to like act. As, you be a certain way. So that's like I don't. You know. You have to have a certain type of uh, charisma. That's the way I used to look at things. But now I don't look at them that way anymore. What I'm saying is, it was like, see, real men they never talk about like how they could fight, they just gonna fight. They gonna just, they gonna just fight. That's it. You know, they gonna do what they do. They don't talk about that type of stuff. So men that do talk about stuff like that, that to me, I thought it was gay for them to do that. And that's honest, the truth. That's the way I felt. I was like stereotyping some people like, okay, men don't talk about other men when they're not present. So why are you doing that? Or men don't do this so why are you doing that that's what girls do don't do that around me and so that's the way I was brought up that's the way I always looked at it and so now if the man ain't ain't talking about praying I don't really want to talk to you and if you curse you know it's like okay now i understand i ain't trying to judge you because at some point in my life i was cursing too but now i'm like wait a minute how he gonna leave me he gonna lead me back to cursing i don't want to use profanity so i need to i want a humble man that that help god in their life that know how to get on their knees and pray that's what i like i don't want time for all the other stuff I don't, I don't i don't make time for that so what i'm saying is Yes. We all coming from a place in life, you know, but how are you coming now in life? And so for me, you have to love God just as much as I love God. You got to pray just as much as I pray. So I'ma need you to be stronger than me. I'm your support. So then we come together. We're going to be strong together. You know because the head of every man is christ and the head of every woman is man so that's the way that we have to look at that so going back to this story in genesis 27 and esau and jacob and isaac you see that Esau's heart was cold so his blessing really got taken away because of his heart if you really really think about the entire um message here okay so everything happens for a reason. If God allowed it to happen, it happened for a reason. So you have to understand that, okay, so what is God trying to get you to what is God trying to get you to see in this situation? So what God allowed me to see with the situation in is that I know I have a very strong valid appeal. And I'm pretty sure that my school is probably going to over road what the professor is saying and allow me to stay. But I think that, you know, with me having to go through this entire experience and God allowing me to see the other opportunities at other schools, it's like, (laughs) I know I probably would have to restart my research over a little bit, but that wouldn't be hard because I am what? A positive person. So it's not nothing that I can't do as long as I'm taking God with me. So that's how you have to look at things in life. Yes, you might be working at the wrong job. Yes, you might be going through the, some messed up situations. But look at Jacob. Jacob got his blessing from his dad from being deceptive. But really, really, God allowed it to happen because Esau had a bad heart. So you might be at the at the wrong job, but that don't mean that you're not there at the right time. Because being in the wrong at the, at that, at that position, it might be some people who about to get terminated, who you might, and you might about to be getting promoted. So you have to think positive. You have to pray about the things that you want in this life. So understand that when God ordains something for you, it's already done. See, a lot of times people are not they think that they was atheists and now they're not. It's because God is clean in the church. He's clean in the body of Christ. There are people falling out of the body of Christ and there are people that's coming into the kingdom of God. And those are atheists. Those are some people who have never believed in God ever before. There are people that was believing in evolution, believing in reincarnation even in Buddha worshiping idols searching for enlightenment so if if you hear the word of God and it touches you in any way that means that God is calling you he's planting seeds in your heart he's watering things in your heart in your life so just understand that when God ordains something for you and he promises you something God is going to fulfill his promise that's why it says in Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So this is what God want us all to know. So going back to this um, article, what happens if you let breast cancer go untreated? Um, but before I get into that, let me go and to look at, um, I wanted to show you all. No, I'm not going to do that. Let's see. Let's go back to the article. What happens if breast cancer goes untreated? This is in a July 12, 2022 article from nobreastcancer.org. So this is Ashley from breastcancer.org itself letting you know what happens if breast cancer goes untreated. So the question here is, what happens if you let breast cancer go untreated? The answer is, and if untreated, breast cancer universally becomes a fatal disease. Pay attention to this article now, people, pay attention please i need everybody paying attention if if untreated breast cancer becomes a fatal disease so it doesn't say breast cancer will kill you pay attention with what the what they're saying here okay it's not what the, it's not what a person say. It's what you hear them say. Are you reading? Like pay attention to what is actually said. I listen to what a person say, not what you think you heard them say. There's a difference. There is a big difference in what someone says and what somebody, what you think they said. see what they say and what you thought they said. May not correspond. That's why you want to attenuate your ears. You get two ears. To listen. See most of the talking in my house. Is done during my podcast. Because I don't like. I don't talk that much. I read a lot. I pray. I do praise and worship. That's what I do. But most of the time I'm reading. So it's pretty quiet. Especially with me not watching television. I may watch it maybe once a couple of times, uh, every two, three weeks, but not like that. I don't watch television. So word of mouth spread faster than any, uh, news station you could ever hear or watch. So you'll get a text message before you see it on the news so going back here if untreated breast cancer universally becomes a fatal disease it can happen over long periods of time but if you don't have surgery and if you don't have other treatments it doesn't go away on its own so how long can you survive breast cancer without chemo well it found that low risk patients did well without chemotherapy. Now, this statement right here is so minimized because when you say, well, how are you defining well? Like, are they living like a good, good life? You know, you didn't say it found, it found that low risk patients did well without chemotherapy. Now, remember, you have to look at the source of information you're getting this from. This is coming from breastcancer.org. This is a reliable source. You understand? It isn't coming from a blog that is from somebody who only finished high school. It isn't coming from uh reviews of people that only wanted to read certain articles about cancer. This is coming from nobreastcancer.org. So I'm going to read the question and I'm going to read the answer again. How long can you survive breast cancer without chemo? It found that low risk patients, did well without chemotherapy. So now my question is what is how do you define well and how do you define low risk? So that study showed the test could select a cohort of patients with a 99 chance of five-year survival without distant metastasis. For these women, the risks of chemotherapy aren't justifiable. So what they're saying is there's a 99% chance that women with a survival weight of five years don't even need chemotherapy. So they actually did well without chemotherapy. And that this statement also is missing information. It doesn't say how long did they survive after the five year. So just because they live they had a, a, a actual survival rate of five years. It's t- you telling us that they did well without chemotherapy. How long after the five year did they do well? Because they had this, we can assume, excuse me. We can assume from this statement that they survived longer than their five year survival rate rates. Because they didn't have chemotherapy. So, not with them not having chemotherapy, it tells us that basically these patients live longer than their five-year survival rate. That's what information you can pull from here. So, how long did they live after the survival rate? Next, how long can someone live after being diagnosed with breast cancer? <laughs> So it says around 95% out of every 100 women, around 95% survive their cancer for one year or more after their diagnosis. 85% will survive their cancer for five years or longer after their diagnosis. 75% will survive their cancer for 10 years or longer. So we see that out of 100 women, 75% of them, 75 women, is going to live longer than 10 years. So now, can you have breast cancer for years without knowing? If you're wondering how long you can have cancer without knowing, there's no straight answer. Some cancers can be present for months or years before they're detected. Some commonly undetected cancers are a slow-growing condition which gives doctors a better chance at successful treatment. Let me explain this like I explained yesterday. There was a study that was done with this lady at my school. She went to Harvard University. And her research is um, sex education and sex. uh, You know, the women's body or something like that. I remember the specifics. But... Black women
4: they found that black women didn't want a certain age. Who so
3: I'm gonna say
0: this i let them poke on me twice on my breast it wasn't nothing wrong i, I just started get, getting sinuses. i never had time this ever in my life uh, until they people start poking all on my body and so i'm after 35 years old and now i'm having sinusitis Never even had a sinus allergy ever in my life. Now the mucus get all under my eye, all under here, and it and it just oh, it bothers me. My ass is be irritating going outside. So all I'm saying to you, if you don't have to get, if you don't, don't have to get poked. Don't get poked. People have the
4: ability to have cancer and survive
0: so what happens if you let brent go treat it it's on Ace of breast cancer and ductal
4: carcinoma and in situ. CETO... None of
0: the 479 untreated breast cancer spontaneously disappeared or regressed on their own. So they
3: Part
0: of the breast. Left breast is 5 to 10%. The left side of the body is also roughly 5% more prone to melanoma or a type of skin cancer. So how does breast cancer cause death? Well, the major causes of death include pulmonary insufficiency, which is about 26%, 24% infection, 15% cardiac disease, 14% hepatic hepatic insufficiency, hemorrhage, 9%, central nervous system disease at 9%, and 3% of hypercalcemia. So the most of cause of death was metastatic disease to various organs, accounting for 42% of all deaths. So does breast cancer pain start suddenly? Inflammatory breast cancer symptoms can appear quite suddenly. Inflammatory breast cancer is often confused with an infection of the breast or metastasis. on this because the symptoms are very similar does breast cancer show up in blood tests blood tests are not used to diagnose breast cancer but they can help to get a sense of a person's overall health for example they can be used to help determine if a person is healthy enough to have surgery or get chemotherapy um how does breast cancer affect the body it can lead to tumors in the brain bones liver lung elsewhere where does breast cancer hurt most breast cancers do not cause pain in the breast or in the nipple it can um be breast cancer can spread double in size every 180 days or about every six months you can get rid of breast cancer with chemotherapy immunotherapy targeted therapy radiation and or hormonal therapy or you can seek alternative methods as we discussed but remember All the advice for your medical needs should come from your primary care physician, your PCP. Do not seek the advice here, okay? You have to do your own research and make sure that you're following the directives that you need in order for you to have a healthy lifestyle. Does breast cancer make you tired? Certain cancers such as breast and prostate cancer can change the level of hormones in your body. How do you know the end is near with cancer? Breathing patterns may slow as well. Incontinence and inability controls one's bladder and bowels at the end of life is another common symptom. Um, confusion. The patient may be confused and delirious, including confusion regarding loved ones and close friends. So we see that people, they do go untreated without chemotherapy and they survive. 75 percent of them survive over 10 years and so um we don't know what that over 10 years could be it could be 50 years it could be 30 years over because they're not very specific um so there's also another article okay so this article now it talks about what will happen if i opt out of breast cancer treatment so i'm not going to have enough time to read this article today um but hopefully i can start it tomorrow okay so let me go ahead and stop the sharing of the screen and i just want to let you all know that um I really do appreciate the continued support that you all provide and um if you can give go ahead and click that donate button and send me uh five dollars okay um to make sure that i can keep the podcast going um please remember to share 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 and also um share on tiktok facebook or twitter share everywhere okay and also um if you uh Oh, But before I continue on, let me go ahead and pray. Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for just being a part of our lives, We for being full time in our life. And we ask that you just please, God, allow us to understand what your plan, will, and purpose is. Allow each and every one of us to understand, God, and allow us to walk and fulfill it. Lord, no matter what it takes, but please allow your will to be done. Allow us to continue to have discernment. God, we just ask that you remove the obstacles and barriers out of our path. We rebuke and cast down every word, curse spoken against us in Jesus' name. We redeem your assignment upon our life, oh God. And we just thank you right now, God, that your plan, will, and purpose is fulfilled. But most importantly, God, we want your will to be done. Not ours, but yours. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is sealed in your blood. So thank you all once again for joining me on Law's Life and Health. Let's talk about it. I'll see you all tomorrow. But if you're interested in um, becoming an author, please, please do send me an email. If you wanted to complete your internship or maybe do some community service, go ahead and send me an email and I'll respond to you as soon as possible. Um, Thank you once again for joining me tonight. I will see you all again tomorrow. You have a good night.